Hello, this is Josh Gondelman. No, I'm sorry, I'm Josh Gondelman, and this is Make My Day, a comedy game show. The world is a stressful place to live, so every week we try to make it a little nicer for 25 minutes, half an hour, it's a pretty rough thing. You know how the show goes by this point. I will play a game with one guest who is guaranteed to win because they're the only contestant. During gameplay, I will assign my guest points based on how much their answers to my questions cheer me up specifically. The winner wins a $100 grand prize donation to the charity or aid cause of their choice. And each of us gives a pep talk to cheer up the person or group of people that we think really could use it this week. My guest today is a writer and comedian. She makes me laugh so much. Welcome to the show, Grace Spellman. Hey, Josh. Happy to be here. Thank you for being here. This is so nice. How are you doing? I'm doing uh, pretty good. I'm living at home with my mom right now just due to COVID stuff. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't been that bad. I'm in Massachusetts, loving it, just working a little, playing a lot of video games. What video games have you been playing? Oh, okay. So I'm playing this new Japanese role-playing game, RPG called Fire. <laughs> just That's just like a little inside thing. It's called RPG. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you come up with that? Because it's so efficient. Yeah, no, and you can just, you can save seconds. It's great. It's called Fire Emblem Three Houses. And you basically are like a professor at sort of like a Hogwartsy school. And there are all these like different houses, sort of like Gryffindor and all that. But it's not Harry Potter. I'm just trying to explain it. Right, 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 right. I don't like Harry Potter. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, if you say one more Harry Potter, Expelliarmus to you, or what? Is that a bad one or a good one? Truly, don't know. That just means I'm not going to tell you what it means because that would be me admitting that I actually like Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) You've been tricked. Fuck. Um, (laughs) So basically, you just like you like take care of your little students and you like help them be friends and you help them grow, but you help them fight. And I like I'm in love with all of them and I care for them so much. It's the best game. That's so sweet. I love it. Let's jump into our game. Our game today is called The Will Smith Challenge. Will Smith had an incredible run of writing and performing theme songs for his movies that he starred in that specifically referenced things within those movies. Men in Black, Wild Wild West. He did Switch from the movie Hitch. Obviously, this happens in other movies too, right? There are songs written about them, like Eminem did one for the Venom movie. No other examples. Um, <laughs> But Will Smith is obviously the best at it because he stars in the movie and does the song for his own movie. It's the best. In this game, I will name a movie and I'd like you to tell me which musical artist you think should have written a theme song for that film and why. For the purposes of this game, the songs do not have to be written and performed by the stars of the film or anyone who appears in the film, but they could be. As always, I will award your answers points based on their creativity and perceived accuracy, but mostly based on how much they delight me personally. Grace Spellman, are you ready to play the Will Smith Challenge? I'm so ready to play the Will Smith Challenge. Thank you. First question. You're watching Jurassic Park, and it's the first time you see the park itself, Jurassic Park. And I know the John Williams score is iconic, but if you had to replace it with a song called Welcome to the Park by any artist, who would you choose? Okay, so my answer for this is the Beatles. And I'll tell you why. Because Beatles... Don't shy away from, like, a concept song. You could have some uh, dinosaur noises in it. They have uh, animal sounds (laughs) in some of their songs. And, they, you know, they've also got that kind of, like, kooky feeling to it, like, welcome to the park, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. but, you know, they can get a little ominous, too, and, like, trippy and stuff like that. So I think that they would be really good for that. 
The Beatles. I got to check them out. Um, <laughs> I'm teaching you so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a very Ringo song, right? It sounds like it's in the kind of yellow submarine octopus's garden vein of just like zoological fantasy. <laughs> right. Because you don't, there's no, like Ringo like couldn't write songs about feelings or anything like that. So they, it's like the Beatles would give them like a very, like just write about the park, Ringo, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd be like, hey, Paul. <laughs> what if we saw a real nice squirrel? <laughs> that was good. And they're like, yeah, they're like, let's let's sure we'll put it one on this album. <laughs> anyway, this song's called "Happiness Is a Warm Gun." Step your game up, Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. I love it. I think this is a really great choice. This is a sixty-point answer right out of the gate. Yes. Yes. Next question. Please choose an artist to write a theme song for any film adaptation of Little Women that introduces the titular women in the lyrics. Okay, this one is like, I'm obviously going to choose Lou Bega. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I fully get that. Sorry, but that's the answer. <laughs> yes, can you explain for the listeners <laughs> the importance of Lou Bega to Little Women? Well, if you don't know, Lubega saying Mambo Number no. 5, where he speaks about a lot more than four women. He speaks about a lot. You know, some of the lyrics, he's just listing women. A little bit of Monica in my life. Monica, Sandra, Rhea, the, the other ones, <laughs> <laughs> the other ladies. So I definitely think that would be it. I think stylistically, we could still go with that, like, big brass sound. Yeah. Because yep. that just, you know, or, but I could also see it, like... <laughs> Like a, a beautiful string quartet where he's just like, Beth, you know, <laughs> over it. So, I don't know. It could go either way for me. <laughs> it could be a big brass band or a beautiful, delicate string quartet where he says the names of the March sisters over yeah. the string quartet. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I am so delighted by this answer. <laughs> Lubega. Did you know he's German? No. He's German. Like from, like he grew yeah. up in Germany? Yes. This is the problem with Mambo Number no. 5 and Lou Bega. I don't like when German people make lists of names. <laughs> 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 so this does diminish my enjoyment. Yikes! <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> and one of them dies. One of the girls dies. Beth dies, right. Spies. Yeah, but that's not his, that's not his fault. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm now, the problem is, I'm just tracking Mambo number five onto Little Women, where it's like, a little bit of Amy in my life, a little bit of Beth before she dies. <laughs> oh my God, these are, you gotta be writing these down, because I would listen to that song on We're repeat. recording them. <laughs> this is even what? better than writing them down. How? Grace. <laughs> now let me teach you something. Okay. <laughs> This isn't just one of your role-playing Gs. <laughs> okay, well, we can talk about that later. You got it wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> okay, okay. This is, gosh, this is worth 40 points, 10 points for each woman. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Next question. Please describe the supergroup who should have assembled to write a theme song for A League of Their Own. Okay. I didn't read, I didn't do super group. I'm going to, I said the Spice Girls, but now I realize they're this, not a super group. I'll tell you what, who says the Spice Girls aren't a super group? That's true. 
They're super. They are super. <laughs> and also, technically, some of them went solo, so they come together. Mm-hmm. They are different yep. artists. A reconstituted Spice Girls. Yeah, exactly. I haven't seen A League of Their Own, but what I understand is girl power plays an important part and also mm-hmm. just having fun. Yep. And I, and I feel like the Spice Girls really embody that. Sure. Girl power and just having fun, running around. Baseball, you run around in baseball. Um, and... <laughs> Okay, yep, and, I'm seeing and, the parallels. And in the Spice World movie, they're, like, running around mm-hmm. and, like, driving on a bus. And baseball teams frequently tour on a bus. In, in a league of their own, I believe they do. Yeah, and so, I mean, come on. It just, it, it speaks for itself. Great. It absolutely does. And what? And again, what would this would this theme song be called? A league of their own, mate. <laughs> <laughs> of course. How, why would I have even asked that question? A perfect answer. Okay, for five bonus points. Now, I have not allotted the initial points yet, but for five bonus points, if the Spice Girls themselves were to have a cameo in A League of Their Own, what? how would you see them fitting in? I understand this is a movie you've not seen. So just do your, do your, do your darndest. Well, everybody would be sitting on the bleachers except for Sporty Spice. And she's playing because, in the game? Because she's the Sporty Spice one. And yeah. then the rest are, well, I guess... Scary would oh would definitely be the referee and sh- or the umpire and sh- who's the who are the ones that yell in baseball? Yeah, the umpires, right? Ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Get you. Out of here. <laughs> First of all, that is like a great umpire impression, but I also love that you did it as if I would be like yelling baseball, and then you would do that. Like, oh, the umpire! <laughs> like, <laughs> like I couldn't picture the umpire until you did it. That was mostly for me to be like, oh, right, the umpire. The umpire. <laughs> Can you do one more? You're out of here. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Perfect. This, again, a wonderful answer. This answer is worth 54 points. That is six points for each inning of a nine-inning baseball game. Okay. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. 59 points. Five bonus points. Oh, right. These are bonus yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. I, it would have been... So grotesque of me to withhold the bonus points after you did all that extra work. Yeah, that was so much work. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a roll, incredibly high score so far. Next question. Who would you choose to write a song to handle the exposition of the scrolling text at the beginning of the Star Wars movies? That, to just put that to music. I know this is called the Will Smith game, but I would choose Will Smith to just wrap the scrolling texts, not change any words, but, like, give it the Will Smith cadence. Yep. So, so like, um, I have the beginning texts. Please. Uh, I, think this is, I think this is the first one, whatever the first one was, the one where, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil galactic empire. You know, something like that. I just yeah. want to read it straight, the actual text, but give it that Will Smith cadence. Just a little Will Smith flair. Yeah, and with the with the John Williams boom, yeah, you know, all over it. Or it could be actually funnier with no music and just Will Smith acapella. <laughs> it would be so bizarre. I think I would actually like that better. This is very good. <laughs> I love this. I think it is an excellent employing of Will Smith f- for new ends. I think he would be great at it. This is 42 points for how many Star Wars movies I assume there will be before I die. Yes, that's good. I'm just picturing that experience of sitting in a theater here again. It's so funny to me. Uh, 
God. Because that's how it opens. That's the first thing you hear. Yeah. It's just, that would be so good. But instead of like, bum, 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 you just hear nothing. And then you're like, <laughs> the words are slowly coming onto the screen from black, like it's space. <laughs> and then just a guy is kind of uh, slam poeming them. <laughs> yeah, yes. But like no actual poetry, it's just exposition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, this is the weirdest poem I've ever heard. <laughs> Next question. Okay. If a song had played during the credits of Lost in Translation that revealed what Bill Murray whispers at the end, who would have written and performed that song? Okay, I think it... <laughs> I think it should be Bjork because it would be very funny to have a song where, like, it's supposed to be what he said, but no one really understands what she's saying mm-hmm. because this it's Bjork. Yep. <laughs> so the song is over, and you're like, all right, now we're going to know what he says because it's time for the credit song, but it's Bjork, so you still don't really know what the <laughs> fuck Bill Murray said because you don't understand Bjork. This is great, too, because people are Googling, like, is this in Icelandic? It's not. <laughs> and it's No, it's not. It's, it's, it's just Bjorky. It's just Bjorky. <laughs> She's just getting Bjorky with it. She's getting Bjorky with it. I love this. This is very good. I think I would love to hear it. This is a 48-point answer. Yes! Next question. Who would best capture the flying-in-a-plane drunk energy of the movie Flight in a new original song? Okay, I said Lil Wayne. Excellent choice. Because he's, like, rock star enough to, like, has the authority to fly a plane. Not anybody can just fly a plane. <laughs> Lil Wayne has that, you know? That- His name rhymes with plane. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> well, that's the title of this. That, I'll, that will be part of the title of the song. It'll be called Plane, parentheses, Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, so, but he's definitely a rock star. So I could see him like flying a plane, but like having that cup of cough medicine right next to him, mm-hmm. you know? And so that would be it. And I, and I don't know that, I just know that uh, Denzel is alcoholic in it, but I don't know any of the plot. So I don't really know what Lil Wayne would rap about, but, but probably what it's like to be a pilot. <laughs> sure. I love that he has a cup of lean while he's flying. And this, his co-pilot's like, you're drinking a lot of cough syrup. And he's like, I have a cold. <laughs> they probably have cup holders. They're going to have to drink something. Great answer. Lil Wayne, I think, would have a really great drunk pilot energy to a song. A great answer. 47 points. Because yeah. that is the end of the number that sometimes a plane is. It's plane. Plane. I knew that one. It's short for 747. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very, sh- it's short for it, yeah. Because 47 is short for <laughs> 747. <laughs> that probably ranks in the 10 dumbest things I've ever said on this podcast <laughs> or elsewhere. Next question. If one artist had to do the theme song for Best Picture winners, The Departed and Parasite, both movies, one artist, who would you choose? Who has the range? Okay, I was, like, trying to think of a funny one, but then I was, like, thought of one that actually would have the range Mm -hmm. and could tackle both. I chose Rage Against the Machine. Yep. Because I think they could tackle the political side of Parasite, but then, like, the anger of Boston. (laughs) (laughs) Not even the anger of the movie, just the anger of the city that the movie takes place Exactly. (laughs) That's perfect. And so, even though it is, like, a cop movie and... And Rage Against the Machine probably wouldn't do it, but I, I don't know, just something, maybe they would do like an ironic sort of take on it, like, yeah. you know, like sort of a, 
cops are bad sort of sure. song at the end. Two movies, both alike in dignity. <laughs> not true. Sort of not. I will go, that's 30 points for Parasite having a theme song by Rage Against the Machine and 20 points for The Departed having a, a theme song by Rage Against the Machine. I will say, maybe no movie and like, most signature song have ever been a better match than The Departed and that Dropkick Murphys song. Yeah, I was literally just like, I was like, what if I just, I just like can't answer this because the Dropkick Murphys one is so good. And that's how I kind of like figured my answer is because I was like, all right, who gives me that like hard rock sort of like yep. feel that's like boom in your, like you feel like you've been punched when you listen to that song. Also, how funny would it be for the Dropkick Murphys to do a theme song, song for, for Parasite? Parasite. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's like so the the tone of the film is so quiet and that the, there's like a that violent scene that's so jarring and then just to have it scored with like bagpipes because it starts yeah. like da, 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 oh that would be so good <laughs> it would be so funny if anyone listening wants to put any Dropkick Murphys over Please. any part of Parasite I would love to see it <laughs> oh my god. Uh. Next question. In a totally unnecessary reboot of The Graduate, who would take the place of Simon and Garfunkel handling the soundtrack, including an updated version of Mrs. Robinson? Okay, so I chose Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. The lyrics of Mrs. Robinson are sort of like, you got a few cultural references in there, which mm-hmm. I think is very reminiscent of rap music, and it would be a rap, it would be a rap song. It wouldn't be a folk song. The, yeah, I, I think that's... That's a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion folk cover no. of, there of is, Mrs. Yeah. Robinson. <laughs> no. I, I, don't, I wouldn't do that to them. I think in, in the original film, Anne Bancroft is so sexually intimidating in that movie and, like, so magnetic. And I just feel like if your friend's mom were Cardi B and she was trying to seduce you— you would be, like, similarly powerless. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, that's what makes everyone so angry about Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion is that they're just, like, so sexually powerful, you know? Yeah. I think we've discovered that Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion are the Anne Bancrofts of rap. <laughs> they are. They absolutely the are. Anne's Bancroft. <laughs> the Anne's Bancroft. The Anne's Bancroft. Wonderful. This is a great choice. This answer is is worth... 51 points. Oh my God. That might be my highest one so far. I think it is. Wow. It's terrific. A great answer. Next question. Let's say there's a biopic about, or biopic. I think it's biopic, right? Mm, Like mm -hmm. biographical picture. Yeah. About Will Smith himself. Who performs the song that sums up his life over the the credits? (laughs) This was such a little, I was being a little shit when I answered this, but you had asked me about Star Wars and Jurassic Park. So I said John Williams should do the song about (laughs) Will Smith's life. I mean, that's not out of the question. There's no lyric. He would have to find some sort of choir or something like that. That would be great. uh, Or it could just be John Williams talking, but that wouldn't be very good. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. John Williams, like, describing Will Smith's life. It's just like from one musician to another who knows a thing about credit songs. I would love to just like do this one for my friend Will, and then mm-hmm. he just starts talking. Yeah, this is he's, he does it pro bono as a favor. <laughs> yeah. It's somehow his greatest score. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, he's just like in West Philadelphia, born and raised. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> John Williams. <laughs> Obviously, I don't I, know how I didn't see it. Okay, good. This is perfect. This is worth 70 points. Wow, yeah. that's great. Final question. Okay. Grace Spellman, who would you want to write and perform the theme song for a movie about your life? Okay, I would want it to be written by Stephen Sondheim, the mm-hmm. musical theater composer. Mm-hmm. But, and to bring up an earlier group, I would like it to be performed by the Spice Girls. Um, <laughs> that Sondheim and Spice Girls collaboration that people have been waiting for. Mm-hmm, Tell exactly. me more about the song. Well, first of all, Sondheim, what he's really great at is doing songs where a bunch of people are talking at once or they're sort of like having a conversation, which I really love. And I think the Spice Girls are like kooky and fun and and I and it would definitely be about my life. And I think each spice would sort of take on a part of my life. You know, like my introduction to feminism, Jerry Spice being a baby, baby would sing all about me being a baby. Um, you know, <laughs> Because that's the only thing she knows. Yeah, that, that is her area of expertise. It's right she, in the name. She knows what it's what it means to be a baby. Who mm-hmm. better? But Sondheim would help her write the lyrics, so. I kind of feel like the tell me what I want, what I really, really want could like easily be molded into a, a Sondheim-esque like pattern. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's a great song. Yeah, because they're so good at like, uh, there, there's so much like uh, charisma between them when they sing. There's a lot of back and forth and it very, mm-hmm. they're, they are the most musical theater group uh, that's ever been on the radio ever, you know, because they're characters. Wow. Yeah, that's true. But then they would definitely like sing together at the end about like, you know, how great I am, how mm-hmm. how smart I am, how funny, yep. just kind of like all nice things about me. That's how the song would end. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I Honestly, who wouldn't want that? I know. A great choice. Thank you. Just what a gift to give yourself to have the Spice Girls <laughs> sing a song about how great you are in a movie about your life. It would change your life. <laughs> a wonderful answer. This is a 55-point answer. 11 points for each of the five Spice Girls. <laughs> okay. That was a stunning round of gameplay. Just the best round of the Will Smith Challenge ever to appear on Make My Day. That brings your final score to 522 (gasps) points, the highest all-time score in Make My Day history. How do you feel? Wait, really? Yes. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank the Spice Girls, and um, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they deserve it. They deserve it. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for them. As the grand prize winner for this week, you win a $100 donation or contribution to the charity or aid cause of your choice. Grace, where will the money be going? My donation will be going to Glitz, which is gay and lesbians living in a transgender society. And they give money to trans people who have recently uh, been released from Rikers and prisons in New York and give them housing. That's wonderful. It's a really great cause. I think there was just like a big profile about the the founder that came out. Really? So oh. I should direct people to. Yeah, it's a really cool program. Yeah, wonderful. That, that's such a great idea. And I'll post the donation information if any of the listeners want are so moved to donate. I think that's, that's a wonderful thing you can do if you have a couple extra dollars. Hey, I'm Nolan Sykes, a host of Past Gas, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Every week, my co-hosts, James Pumphrey, Joe Weber, and I bring you some of our favorite stories from the hollowed halls of car history. 
from the amazing to the weird to the utterly unforgettable moments, we cover it all. Join us as we take a look at the wild stories and larger-than-life characters behind legendary cars and car makers. So if you love cars or just like a good story, check out Past Gas by Donut Media, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Finally, for this episode of Make My Day, the pep talk, Grace and I will each give a pep talk to a person or group that we think really could use it. I'll go first. My pep talk is for anyone with a song they hate that's stuck in their head. I really, really feel for you here. It is a true day ruiner to have a terrible song, or even worse, a fragment of a terrible song on loop at the forefront of your consciousness just indefinitely. It's like having a corn kernel jammed into your molar that you can't dislodge, and somehow it takes a full 80% of your brain power and focus at any given moment. But here's the silver lining. At least it's not a song you love stuck in your head. That always manages to be somehow worse, because when one of your favorite songs gets stuck in your head, it ruins the song, at least temporarily. How many times can you hear, I wanna dance with somebody, in a one minute span, without feeling like your brain is folding in on itself? It's much better, if you have to pick, to contend with like a Venga Boys chorus or that Megan Trainer song that you haven't even heard in three years, so why can't you stop humming it? There's a purity to that experience, an annoyance you can sink into, luxuriate in. Take solace in the fact that there's nothing bittersweet about this experience, nothing good curdling into bad. You don't have to couch or hedge your feelings towards it, like when a free meal is mediocre or when you're supporting your friend's one-person show and it's not very good. In those circumstances, the displeasure is compounded by feeling discomfort at how unhappy you are. When a song you hate is stuck in your head, you know with perfect clarity that it is an absolute and unmitigated pain in your ass. And isn't that kind of nice? Grace, I would love to hear your pep talk, please. I just want to say that there is a reason why you are the king of pep talks. And that <laughs> is... Thank you. That was great and insightful and just, you know, you take a little thing and you make it about life and I feel better about myself. I don't even have a song stuck in my head and I feel better. Grace, that's so nice. Thank you. You're welcome. Mine is a little less insightful. Mine's just kind of right now what I'm feeling. Uh, this is for people who are having trouble sleeping. I have dealt with insomnia before. I'm Thankfully, I don't deal with it anymore, but I, do, I still do have restless nights from time to time. And I just wanted to share some of my tricks and tips in case anybody is going through the same thing. Well, first, you know, I tried counting numbers. And then it got to the point where I was at 800 and I was just like, there's no way. I just can't do it. And so something that I found that I like to share with people, this works for me almost all the time. And it is to close my eyes and revisit every single thing I did that day because it's so boring and it kind of, it's you, it's easy. You don't have to work too hard to remember it. But like I wake up, like I picture myself waking up out of the bed. Like I picture myself going over to the sink and taking, it's just really boring shit. And I'm just like, all right, let me try to remember literally every single thing I did today. And it's mostly boring and I fall asleep. The other thing is, uh, in, is switching locations. Recently I've been sleeping on the couch at my house and been getting a great night's sleep. And the other thing is history videos on YouTube. There are a lot of history videos and I have been watching them. And once you've watched them once, I now just kind of put them on in the background 
Like I watched one on the French Revolution and I watched it and now I just sort of play it in the background because I kind of am learning, but I but it's not new information. So I'm not like awake listening to it. It's kind of like background sound. And I found it better than like the TV because it's a little boring because it's history. And then also you can smoke weed and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you really, you kind of saved the cheat code for last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Grace, thank you so much. That's such a wonderful pep talk and such such sound advice. I think people will probably hear it and really benefit from it. That's that's terrific. That's been our show. I'm your host, Josh Gondelman. This was Make My Day. Thank you so much to this week's champion, Grace Spellman. Grace, where can people find you and your work if they're looking for you? You can find me on Twitter.com at Twitter.com slash Grace Spellman. One Ellen Spellman, just my full name. And the same is on Instagram. And hopefully you'll see me doing things that are big in the future right now. I'm not really doing too much in terms of like cool employment. So, but soon one day. Everyone should watch Grace's reenactment for memory <laughs> of the, the intro to The Music Man. Yes. That was probably the hardest I've worked so far during quarantine. It's great. I'll post that so people oh, can thanks. see it. Oh, thanks. Of course. Grace's charity for this week that she's donating her $100 grand prize to is Glitz. I will post that information in the show description and on social media. If you have your own answers to today's game of the Will Smith Challenge, tweet them at me, at Josh Gondelman. You don't have to involve Grace in this. She's no, a no, no, no. Tweet me. Want, I want to know. Okay, I want to know. Tweet them at me, Josh Gondelman, and Grace Spellman, because these are big questions, and we need to know your answers as well. Well, that's all the Make My Day for today. Thank you once again for listening. Make My Day is a Radio Point production produced by Houston Snyder and Naomi Steinberg, executive produced by Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And it's a huge help to the show if you have a second to rate and review it as highly as your conscience allows. We'll be back next week. Until then, have several nice days.